Awesome. If you don't love Jesus, hopefully you will by the end of the service, but that's all right. We're glad you're here because we serve a God who loves people wherever you are in your God journey. That is so what I love about Jesus. Jesus is not a condemner. Religion condemns you for your mistakes. Religion reminds you of everything you're not, reminds you of everything you've ever done wrong. Jesus came to show you everything's been made right through him. And it's simply by grace. The word grace means unmerited, undeserved favor. It's like, it'd be like someone coming and paying your mortgage off for you. Who knows, that'd be a blessing. That's what, that's what grace is. You didn't work it. You know, our works is like, I've got to work for the next 35 years to pay off my mortgage. Grace is by faith. I trust in his love and God pays it off for you. That, I mean, that, that's the modern day example of what grace is. And we spend so much of our Christian life trying to earn it, get it right, do all these things. Friends, we could never be good enough for God on our best day. If we were so perfect, forgave everyone who did wrong, had a smile on our dial, kids were obedient every moment of the day, wouldn't that be a joy? But, you know, we could never be good enough. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. And yet God became a man, Jesus Christ, to come and say, you were worth it. You're worth it. Your filthy rags are worth it. Here, exchange your filthy rags and take my righteousness. Take my favor. Take my grace. Take my wisdom. Take everything that's mine. I'm going to give it to you. Who knows? If someone wants to come pay off your mortgage, you wouldn't be like, oh, nah, she'll be right, mate. Because you realize, I'm half a million dollars in debt. That's a problem. And I can spend 45 years of my life trying to pay it. Or if someone wants to come along and pay it off for you, you'd be like, praise God, I accept. But when it comes to what God's good plans for us are, sometimes we're like, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve, I can't have that. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't. Just, friends, you'll never be able to pray enough. To deserve God's goodness. Kids, you'll never be good enough for God. But he still loves you. And he's like, will you? And here's my challenge this morning as we share through song and the word that you would dare to believe God. Because that's what faith is. Daring, knowing you don't deserve it. Knowing you don't have what it takes. Daring to believe that God has put something in you that has given you the ability to have and possess what you don't deserve. To have and possess what you could never have before him. Do you know what that means, kids? Young adults? That means that you're able to live a life that on your own, if you're an introvert, would say, I can't do that. But through Christ, I can do all things. That means that if you're not that intelligent, you might sit there and go, well, I'm not qualified to be very smart. I'm not qualified to get a good job. I'm not, there's no way I'm not brave enough to be, to be confident at school. I'm not brave enough to deal it when the kid comes to me and picks on me. But with Jesus living on the inside of me, I'm going to dare to believe what he says about me. And you know what? Things begin to shift things begin to shift and change. And I am excited and thrilled to be with you this morning to share and just encourage you. You know, we didn't gather together to clap our hands. 
That's not why we come together. We didn't come together to put some money in a bucket. We didn't come together to have a coffee. We came together to get, to get around like-minded people to build one another up. To say, come on, let's go back out. Because God, listen to this. God never created you to pick a side. God created you to have dominion and to possess what he called you. God didn't, God didn't create you to just put up with the things that are going wrong in your life. He, he came you in and he wants to drive out everything that's wrong in your life. He wants to drive out sickness, drive out fear, drive out poverty, get rid of all that stuff. You're never meant to live side by side. You're God's people. You're never meant to put up with kids being bullied at school. It comes and happens and God wants to help you overcome it so that it no longer bothers you. Who knows if you are six foot five and built like a brick out house, you're not concerned by a little five foot five pipsqueak that starts calling you names because you know you can crush him. Who knows when you know that you've got the greater one, the Holy Spirit, the anointing on the inside of you and you believe it, things shift with your perspective. I mean, how did David, how did David take out Goliath? He was not the biggest, strongest man there. Everybody else was robbed of their faith by fear. The spirit of fear was on the whole Israelite army, kids. The whole, I mean, there's warriors in the Israelite army with shields and swords and everything. These are manly men. And they looked at this giant Goliath and the spirit of fear was on them. And all they could see was fear. But David, look at this. The Bible says the, the spirit of the Lord came upon David. Everyone say, upon it's like it came on. It's like a coat that he put on. And the Spirit of the Lord got rid of the fear. The Spirit of God empowers you to break through something you couldn't do on your own. Break through fear. Get rid of... Have you ever felt like that cloud of fear just following you around all day? Have you ever felt that? That cloud of doubt and unbelief just doesn't matter what you do. You cannot seem to get in faith. And you know what the difference is? David had the Spirit of the Lord come on him. We've got the Spirit of the Lord within us and we've got to get it out. Out, so it possesses us. It's in here, that same spirit that was on David is inside of us. We, by faith, have got to believe the words of Jesus to get it out. This morning, I want to encourage you. When we sing, when I ask the introverts to dance and join in song with me in a minute, and some of you are like, oh, Lord Jesus, why did we come this morning to this guy? I forgot. He's the guy that makes us dance. I want you to remember it's only fear. It's all it is. It's only the spirit of fear going, that's not who you are. You can't do this. Friends, when, if you understood what Jesus did for you, you would sing and dance and shout for joy because you'd realize without Jesus dying on the cross, you were bound for eternity without God. And he came and said, Father, don't punish them. I will take it, put it all on me so they can have my blessing, my righteousness, my inheritance. If you realize that, it's like having your debts all paid off. It's like having every debt canceled. And you're like, pray. if someone paid off your mortgage and you're a half a million dollars in debt, who knows you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that was a good day. You'd be like, praise God, oh my goodness, this is incredible. You go tell all your friends, somebody gave me half a million dollars and paid off my mortgage. This has been a good day. No. Well, praise, bless the Lord, you know, I paid off my... Are you serious? 
I would, if you're an introvert, it wouldn't matter. You're like, I'm an introvert and I don't care today because God paid off my mortgage. We've got to get it like that about what Jesus has done. Because we get stuck in emotions. Well, I just don't feel good today. Get over it. Literally, I don't mean rudely. I mean, get over it. Get over emotion and go, this is who I am. Well, I'm just a kid. I can't do much. Get over it. You're a child of God. Well, nobody likes me. They were mean to me yesterday. Get over it. You're a child of God. Well, I don't know how we're going to pay the bill. Get over it. You're a child of God. You have a right to the blessing. And sometimes you just got to know the rules. Sometimes you just got to understand how to play the game. Because if you're playing AFL, but you're playing with netball rules, who knows, you're going to get flattened. Why do I keep getting, every time I get the ball in netball, they've got to stand away. But every time I get the ball in the AFL, they tackle me and I get smashed on the ground. You're going to get beaten up by life if you don't know the rules of engagement for the kingdom of God. And the weapons we fight with aren't the weapons you use in the world. The weapons that we use are are mighty for tearing down strongholds. And today we're going to talk, I'm going to share a really simple message in, in a few minutes that's going to give you two keys. Two things that you can go away, put in place, and and according to the Word of God, we have complete confidence to expect breakthrough and shift in our life. I've seen it, and you know what? Sometimes there's a waiting process. Sometimes it's really quickly. It doesn't matter. His Word is faithful. His Word is true, and it'll work for you this morning. So we're going to pray. Then we're going to dance, and then we're going to hear the Word again. So let's pray together. Father, you are good. Everyone say, He's good. And we enter your courts with thanksgiving. We enter your courts with praise. We'll say, this is the day you've made. And we as your people will rejoice and be glad in it. I declare we're the head. We're not the tail. And we declare we were born to have dominion. We were born to possess the promises of God. And we were born to be cities on a hill. Cities that cannot be hidden. The world is going to see the goodness of God in our lives. And they're going to wonder, how do we have what we have? How we see seeing what we're seeing and we would say it's all by the hand of the mighty God whom we serve show us your glory today Lord we declare Lord show us your power show us your presence break through with unbelief break through the spirit of fear break through the doubt that's holding people back and let them step in to their God-shaped destiny father think through my mind speak through my mouth and we give you all the praise in Jesus name and everyone said Amen. What we're going to do, we're going to do a couple of songs. So uh, this song's called Free, and uh, it goes a little like this. Kids, I want to invite all of you to come down the front right here. Come on. Let's get a bust out a move. And uh, this song is pretty easy, and uh, I do all my own choreography. So if, you know, you don't like it, that's okay. We've only got one kid here today. High five. You know what? Since you're first, I'm going to give you a prize. Awesome. Here we go. Have you got any of my music? Have you got some of it? No? All right, I'll tell you what. You pick one of these CDs. Which one would you like? You pick one. Have a think. Have a think. What's he going to go with? Three, two, one, taking too long. And excellent choice. All right, give him a hand. Come on. All right, spread out along here. Spread out down here. And then turn around and face me. Although you're really cute, I can't have you steal the show. All right, so... All right, now this song's called Free. Now, adults, here's what you're going to do, all right? Hold on, hold on. 
What am I running from? What am I getting all emotional about? What am I getting worried for? That's right. I've got to get over it so I can get on with the things of God, the way that God had. Then it goes worse. Slow down. Slow down through that in for the dads. And you dads like to wiggle their hips, you know, half potato, half potato. And he goes, take every thought captive now. Every thought captive because you've been set free. The chorus goes, jump up. Going to turn around and sing with me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh. And you got to shout, I'm free. And that's the bit I want you to get. I'm free. Can you shout, I'm free? I'm free. Come on, Port Lincoln. Get on your feet with me this morning. Introverts, extroverts, and any other kind of verts. Jump on your feet. Let's do this song. It's called Free. And it goes a bit like this. All right, put your hands together with me. Come on, One Heart Church. Might get just a little more track, please. Here we go, everybody now. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. Why should I tremble with fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? All right, come on now, kids. So hold on, hold on. What am I running from? Hold on, hold on. Everybody slow it down, slow down, slow down. Gonna take that The Lord is my light, He's my salvation. Why should I tremble with fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? So here's our job. We hold on, hold on. What am I running from? Hold on, hold on. Everybody slow it down, slow down, slow down. Gotta take that Lord now. You have been set free. Everybody rock, go jump up. So turn around and sing with me. Shine, shine as light. I'm gonna be, be all that Jesus created me. I'm gonna live, gonna live my life. I'm gonna shine, shine a light. I'm gonna be, be all that Jesus. Alright, let me hear you sing. Hold on, you ready? Sing it. Hold on, hold on. What are we running from? Hold on, hold on. Everybody, slow it down, slow down, slow down. Gonna take my horse now. You can have a seat. That was incredible. Tell the person next to you, you on fire, baby. You sizzling this morning. Woo! I tell you what, I'm free. If you're visiting this morning, you might be flipping out right now going, wow, these guys are really happy. Jesus, I tell you, when Jesus hung around 
all the religious people of the day didn't know what to do with Jesus because he did not fit the religious package. God never intended for religion to replace his desire to have relationship with you. Religion is a set of rules that you follow to tick a box. Christianity is a relationship with the living God that you don't deserve, you don't have a right to, except when you believe by faith on the finished works of Jesus, that you are not good enough, that your good works aren't good enough, but by God's grace, by his mercy, he called you, he took you out and said, I'm going to put you and set your feet on something solid that you can stand on, but it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you living by your emotions, living by your logic. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. So, and that's what religion is. It seems right to tick all these boxes off. It seems right to go to church to kind of find yourself. A, it seems right to do all this stuff, but at the end, it profits you nothing. What a shame to live your whole life. Jesus put it this way. What does it profit you? What do you gain if you, if you could earn all the money in the world, if you could raise a beautiful family, if you could have the biggest business, if you could, if you could have the happiest marriage, what would it profit if you lost your soul? He's, he's telling you there's more to this life than living by what you feel and see and hear. He, Jesus was trying to teach you there's, a, there's another dimension. It's called the spirit, the spirit, your spirit, your soul. You see this body here? The older you get, the more wrinkly you get. Have you noticed that with the grandmas and granddads and even your mom and dad probably, you know? You've probably seen that, kids, you know? And you find that the more disobedient you are, the quicker the wrinkles come. So you can help out with that process. So, you know, you see that this is just a tent everyone say a tent this body that you live in is a tent this body itself has no life when 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 in genesis this is how god put it kids in genesis the bible says god created man in his image in god's image and there was man fully formed in this tent but he had no life and the bible says and god breathed his spirit God breathed the spirit of life into him. God gave him a soul. God gave him life through his spirit. And he breathed on him and man came to life. That is why somebody can be in a hospital and, and fully, their body is there, but if, if, if their soul, if their spirit is not there, they're just a vegetable. This body can do nothing on its own, but for your soul, but for your brain telling it what to do. And so God wants you to understand that we were not, the whole life of faith is not about living by what you see with your eyes and living by what you feel. If you live your life based on what you see and hear, you'll never follow Jesus. You won't. You won't. Jesus said to, Jesus said to the people, my words are spirit and life. And he goes, the, the God of this world, because there's a war, you know, the dark side, the light side of the force. Where do you think good and evil comes from? It comes from the Bible. Every, we all like the good and the bad, the bad stories, because the good guy always wins. Where do you think they get all that from? It comes from the Word of God. It's been told through the ages of the story of light and darkness. There's a war for your life. There's a war for your soul. You are a valuable entity to God. 
and the devil. The Bible calls the, the, the God of this world, he calls him Satan or the devil. And he is fighting for your soul. He's fighting for your family. And that is why the Bible calls that uh, the oppre- Bible calls sickness, right, oppression from the devil. Poverty, oppression from the devil. Trying to do things to rob you of the blessing God created you to enjoy. It would be a bit like this. My parents-in-law uh, were, come from a family uh, where the, my, 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 well, you, your grandma, you could look at my grandma, my granddad, anyway. No. Anyway, I'm confused. Uh, my parents, right, my parents-in-law, my wife's parents, they, uh, my wife's mom comes from a very wealthy family, okay? And her dad was a farmer, but he was a very, uh, he's a very hard man. A very hard man. He wasn't that, he wasn't that bubbly and happy as a hub. He's a very wealthy man. He had a lot of money. And what he did is he gave all of his children a whole lot of money. Gave all these kids a whole lot of money and said, hey, I want to help you guys go off and do things in life. And here's what happened. All of my, my mother-in-law's sisters, you know, they used that money and they built themselves a house or whatever. But my, my, my father-in-law, he took that money and started a farm and, and became a very, very wealthy man became a multimillionaire through that investment that he got given and he built this. And what happened is his father-in-law didn't like that. And so he said, give me back, give me back the money that I gave you. And you say, that's twisted. That's crazy. Wow. Wait, give it back and I'll give it back to you later on when I, when I die, then you can have it back again. And you just see that there's this, there's even in the natural world, there's this fight to try and steal things from God's people. And all of my mom's sisters, none of them, none of them walk with the Lord. She's the only one. And they, by faith, kept a sweet spirit, even in the midst of the hardest of times. And God's prospered them and blessed them. But there's a fight. There is a fight in the natural world. There's a fight in the spiritual world for our families. And we have to understand the rules of engagement. We have to understand how to play this game called life. Or we're going we're to be left bitter, disappointed, frustrated, and we're going to be left broke, sick, tired, and coming to limping our way into church, limping our way through life until we get to heaven. That is not God's plan. That is not God's plan for you. Kids, you were never meant to be afraid. Never. Fear and God can't go together. It's like impossible. You know, like oil and water. You can stir it up all you want, but eventually it'll settle and they separate. Fear and God, fear and you were never, never, never. You were never meant to doubt. Never. You were never meant to worry. Didn't you hear what Jesus said? Let not your heart be troubled. Did you hear that bit? You let not. Not God won't let you be troubled. You take dominion over your mind and don't let it be troubled. Kids, do you know what that means? When someone's being mean to you at, at school, it's, your jo- it's not God's job. It's your job to say, I'm going to forgive. Did you know God can't forgive them for you? God can't forgive them for you. You have to say, even though what they did was wrong, God, I forgive them. Even though what they did was mean, I'm going to choose to love them instead. Did you know God can't do that for you? It's a bit like God can't clean your room for you. You got to do it yourself. You know, God can't do the dishes for you. He wants you to do it yourself. There's some things God just won't do for you because he gave you the authority. Everyone say authority. 
He gave you and I the authority to do something about it. How did he give it to us? By his Holy Spirit. Or the Bible calls it the anointing. And so what I want to do is I want to do a little illustration with you here to illustrate how, you know, kind of what we do. Now, I need, I need two people to help me. I'm assuming no adults will volunteer, so let's pick kids. All right, let's have a look. Have I got, have I got, let me see over here. Yeah, dude, you can come help me right there with a the singlet. And let's have, uh, have we got a girl to balance things out? You, no? Do you want to come and help me? No, definitely not. Okay, all right. All right, let me see. Oh, yes, you're going to come and help? Okay, or just, just here, darling. Yes, up you come. Okay, up on the stage here. I've got a, got a, got a nice spot for you. All right. Whew, this is good. All right, come on over. All right, let's have a quick introduction. What's your name? Dara. Dara. Everyone say hi. Dara, is that right? Everyone say hi, Dara. Look at that. The lights love you. It's shiny. You've got to dance for it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we've got Dara, and what's your name? Joshua. Joshua. Okay, awesome. Joshua. I want you to, do you know how to crack open that can for me? Can you do that for me? And Dara, I want you to hold on to this water bottle here. I'm just going to take the lid off for you there, all right? Here you go. You're going to hold on to that? All right, good job. All right, now, here's what we're going to do. I want you to imagine, the Bible says that we're supposed to live this life by faith, right? Kids, we're supposed to live trusting in God's Word. The reason that God gave us His Word is so we could know how to live and get the God kind of results. If you want to be a good football player, you're going to need to learn the rules, learn the skills, right? If you want to be a good football player, there's no point learning the rules of netball at being really good at netball, right? It's not going to help you in the game of AFL. If you want to be a good AFL player, you better learn the rules, learn the skills, if you want to walk in the God's blessings, you better learn His rules, better learn His ways, not rules of things. You better learn God's system for doing things and then get good at it. It's going to take practice, right? Let not your heart be troubled. That's one of the things you're going to have to get good at, not living by your emotions. But I'm an emotional person. Get over it. That's just, that's what it, and not being rude, saying literally you're going to have to climb and get over your emotions and realize God didn't make me to be ruled by my emotions. He never made you. Sin twisted your emotions and made you to be ruled by them. But you were never meant. They were meant to complement. It's a bit like a marriage. One partner or the other is not meant to dominate the other. You, the two become one. The two become one. Holy Spirit wants to become one with you. He wants you to yield to Him and he will lead you in the way to go. He, Holy Spirit's not going to tell you to do something that's going to ruin your life. Okay? You guys are being very patient. I got distracted. All right. So we want to live by the word. I want you to pretend, all right, like this can of Coke is the pure word of God. I mean, this is pure Coke Zero straight out of the factory. I mean, this is horrible stuff. Anyway, uh, can you pour a bit of this into this glass here for me? I want you to imagine this is the Word of God, the pure Word of God. Look at that. Yeah, that's perfect. Look at that. It's bubbly. It's frothy. You read it. You go to church. You hear it, and you're like, oh, yes, it looks beautiful. It's, uh, I feel so good about the Word Sean's preached today. So good. My Whatever it is, you might be standing faith, and then you get home, and then your kid, oh, you want it? See, she's like, I want the Word. But you get home. I want the word. It's calling me. 
But you get home and your kid chucks a psycho and you just lose it at them. Or you get home and, and you, you, got, you get a bill or you get home, you get a phone call from someone in the family as a go at you. And then everything that you heard goes through the filter of your emotions, the filter of your past. Maybe you believed in faith, you went home, believe in faith for healing, believe in a faith for breakthrough. You get home and it doesn't feel like there's any change. And what happens is we, we tend to come and we allow our feelings to water down the Word of God. So it, you know, we're still praying, but, and it still kind of looks like the Word of God, but it doesn't taste the same. It's lost its purity. It's lost its power. And then we come to church next Sunday, you know, pour a bit more in. Pastor Rob gets up and preached a cracker of a word. And that's a good one. That was better than Sean. Sean's word was only this much. But Pastor Rob's was like that much. There's a lot of goodness in this word. And then you, and you're like, oh, I'm filled with faith today. I'm feeling good. And you get home. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's some more. Maybe you make it to Monday and you're still, still full of faith. You get to Tuesday, but you get to Wednesday. And that just at work, just had to come to work with that. He had a fire. Something happened, and he, you want that water. You're gross, man. Okay, come over here. And then, and, then, and then we let our disappointment, right? This is called emotion, disappointment, past experiences, what someone did to me, unforgiveness, right? All of this. I'm not saying you don't feel it. Watch this. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, which means your heart is going to be troubled, so don't let it. So you hear the word, and maybe you need a financial breakthrough. Pastor Rob preaches a great message that our God has promised to supply some of your needs, most of, all of them, right? He's promised to do it. And you get home and you're like, yes, I'm going to trust God with this situation. I'm not going to work 80 hours. I'm not going to work 80 hours and spend no time with my children. I'm going to work what I can, do what I can. And then I'm going to trust God to do the rest. Lord, and you get home and you go to flip out. You go to worry. You start talking about, I, need, I should probably get another job. And you go to go. And then you're like, let not my heart be troubled. I've got to get back in that word. That's right. My God shall supply all my needs. And then all of a sudden something comes in. You're like, I don't know how we're going to do this. And that's what, that's what the devil does. This black cloud that follows you, tries to come on you. Oh, you guys are going to go broke. You're not going to be able to pay the bills. No, he loves me. He freely gave up his son. How much more so will he freely do all things to me? And then what happened? This is the fight. Jesus is saying, let not. But when we live by our emotions, oh my gosh, I don't know what we're going to do. This is horrible. And then all of a sudden, you take it and you're like, all right, here's my glass of faith. Let's have a drink. Oh, that didn't taste like Coke. That's gross. And then we wonder why our faith doesn't work. Look at her. She's like, what have you done? What have you... That's what God's saying. What have you done with my words? But he loves us. He loves us. And he's like, listen, listen. I'm not going to pour this out on stage or down here. But, you know, listen. Sometimes we've got to empty the fear and start again. But it's okay because you only need faith the size of a mustard seed. You only need a little bit of the word. And look what happens when you've only got a little bit of faith. When you've only got a little bit of faith. But you take dominion over your thoughts and your feelings. You are in a place where faith will work for you. Because here, this is fear. And fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Listen carefully. If you tolerate fear, it'll contaminate your faith and it won't work. It's faith without doubt. It didn't say faith, but you're never allowed to doubt. It says faith not mixed together with doubt. And I want to encourage you today.
Very simple word. That we would be people who would say, no matter how I am feeling, I'm always going to go back to the word. Let God be true and all my feelings be a lie. Let what God's word be true. Let me stake my claim and say like Joshua, as for me and my house, this is how we're going to live. Give them a big clap. It was awesome, guys. Here, before you go, that's for you. That's for you. Great job. And there you go. Since you really wanted that, you can take that with you, all right? Yeah. Take the word. And look, it's got zero sugar, so I do not feel guilty at all about giving it to her. So here's what I want to do. I, I, want, I want to share with you this one very simple scripture from Hebrews chapter 10. And verse 23, we're going to put it up on the screen. Now, kids, I want you to have a look at something. We're going to finish with a song in a minute, but I want you to have a look at this. This is, I mean, we assume that the Hebrews is written by the Apostle Paul. It doesn't tell us exactly, but li listen to what he says. He says, let us seize and hold tightly. Listen to that, Kevin. He didn't say hold loosely in your grip. When you seize and hold something tightly, it's so no one else can take it off you. It's so that your feelings can't rob it off you. So that the, the person that cuts you off in traffic can't rob it off you. So that a bill can't take it off you. So that a doctor report can't take it off you. have to hold and seize tightly to what? Look at this. The confession of your hope. Where do we find our hope? From the Word of God. We find our hope in Christ. And listen to what Paul's saying. You're going to have to confess with your mouth the promises of God. It is not enough to read it. It is not enough to hear it. You have to put it in your mouth. You will read the book of Joshua. You can read the book of Proverbs. God's commandment was this. Do not let it out of, do not let my words out of your mind, out of your heart, meditate it, read on it, but keep it on the lips of your tongue. Keep it in the midst of your mouth. You're going to have to start talking like God talks about you, regardless of how you feel. Listen to me carefully. Regardless of how it looks, how it feels, how it seems, it's called living by your flesh. It's called living sensually. God wants you to put his word first place in your mouth. First place in your mouth. I tell you, when you get a bill you can't pay, the first thing that comes is the feelings of, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. Let the first thing that come out of your mouth take captive that thought and don't let it out of your mouth. Don't let it out of your mouth, but hold tightly to the confession of our hope, listen, without wavering. I don't care how I feel. I don't live by how I feel. I walk by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. My God shall supply all my needs. Bill, you're paid in Jesus' name. I don't care if you've got no idea how it's going to get paid. It doesn't say anywhere there that you have to figure it out. It says you hold tight to the confession 
expression of your faith. I wake up and if I'm in pain, I just declare by the stripes of Jesus, my arm is healed. Now, it doesn't matter if it's in pain all day. That's not what it said. It said, you, your job is to hold fast to the confession of your faith, of your hope in this word. It didn't say if you've received your healing, if you've seen your breakthrough. No, you put it on your mouth, you speak it, and it will come to pass. That's called faith without works is dead. But when your works, the action that you're putting in is I'm going to speak it. How do you know this is true? Because Proverbs teaches us that a man or a woman will be satisfied with the words of their lips. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And I'm telling you, if you are in a bad situation, if you found your whole life has been going from drama to drama, I can guarantee you your words have played a powerful role in what you have. I'm just a negative person. I just can't help it. Yes, you can. It's a choice. It's a choice. I know that's hard to hear. But friends, I don't want you to go home and, and be like, I'm believing in faith. And then we'll go, I don't know how we're going to pay this. I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm in so much pain. Oh, my goodness. I'm not denying the reality. I'm not denying the reality. I'm just saying there's a, a greater reality. There's a greater promise. The law of gravity is more powerful. Uh, sorry, the law of lift is, will break through the law of gravity. But it takes you got to apply some special things. A car will not break through the law of gravity. It has no wings. You need more airflow. You need more speed. But a plane will. Something purpose-built that understands the laws will break through the things that hold you down. And I'm telling you, what you put on your mouth is how you break through. What you put on your mouth. Look at this. Let us hold seize tightly to the confession of our faith without wavering. Listen. Why? Why do we do this? Because the one who promised it. Did you promise it? No. Do you have the ability to do it? No. But nothing's impossible for him. He's already, he became a curse so you could be blessed. He became poor so you could become rich. He became sick so you could be well. He became he became everything that you were supposed to be so that God could bless you with everything he wanted you to have. And if you get stuck here, you'll spend your whole life putting up with stuff you were never meant to put up with. I know for some people, they're like, whoa, I, I, I don't know about this. I promise you, I've been where you are. I grew up in a church that, that never taught me this. It's only been through revelation from the Word of God and seeing it happen, seeing it happen. God cares about your holidays. God cares about your spiritual health. He cares about your parenting, about your marriage. He cares about your business. There is nothing off limits for Him. I have seen God break through for me in every area of my life. Are you serious? God cares about your holiday. You better believe it. You're His kid. Do you care about your kid on holidays? Do you care about whether your kid gets something, a birthday cake on their birthday? Well, you're God's kid. You better believe He cares about those things. Will we believe it? Will we believe? Are we going to stay stuck in feelings? Or are we going to hold fast to the confession of what God's Word says about us? Friends, I never said it was easy. It's not easy to walk out of the flesh and into the Spirit. It's a choice. I am who this Word says I am. And you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to make time 
to meditate on God's word. When I'm telling you, the reason you don't feel like it sometimes is because the enemy knows that breakthrough will happen when you do it. That is why so few, that's why we live in a biblically illiterate world. Because if the devil can keep you inept of the rules of the game, you'll never succeed. And you can still go to heaven. You can still go to heaven because most people's faith journey finishes with accepting Jesus and that's it. But to live in the blessings of God, you're going to have to live by faith. And to live by faith, you can't live by your feelings anymore. You're going to have to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father and put it in your mouth. I'm telling you, you apply this to anything in your life anything it might take a day it might take a week it might take three months it might take a year can you put up Romans 4 I'm going to finish with this thought right here Romans 4 I want you to have a look at this this is talking about Abraham listen to what Abraham had to do he's him and his he's he's 99 years old he's way past being a dad look at this without becoming weak in faith he considered his own body right He, he he was not ignoring the fact that He's old. He wasn't like, I'm not old. I'm not old, right? He considered his body was now as good as dead. He realized this body can't have kids. He wasn't, he wasn't denying the fact you've got a bill you can't pay. He wasn't denying the fact your marriage is falling apart. He wasn't denying the reality of the situation, right? Since he was 100 years old, and he did consider the deadness of Sarah's room. But look, but he did not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning what? the promise of God it was it's your the bill is irrelevant that the sickness is irrelevant what's relevant is the promise of God it higher it trumps a full you know a, a what do you call it a royal flush will trump any any hand in poker doesn't matter if you've got a full house and you put all the money in the world on it if the other person's got a royal flush you're gonna lose doesn't matter what the devil's been doing to you. There's a promise of God to set you free. But look at this. He grew strong and empowered by faith. How did he do it? By giving glory to God. How do you do that? Put it on your mouth. Put it on your mouth. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, you've broken through in this area. Thank you, Jesus, I trust you. Your promises are all yes and amen. I tell you, you've got to say it when you don't feel like it. You're going to wake up and not feel like it. And you're going to say, feelings, get behind me. I walk by faith, not by sight. Some days I've got to yell. I'm serious. Some days I pray and I'm like, that was the weakest prayer in the world. Man, the devil would have laughed at me. And some days I've got to be like, unbelief, get off me. I'm in Christ. The days that I get angry are the days I see breakthrough, are the days I hear God. The days that I get sick and tired of being sick and tired is when I see God break through. How much longer? Are we going to live next door to the enemy? When are we going to kick him out? And if he tries to come back, say, I'm sorry. I was never made to put up with you. I was made to be free from you. Being fully convinced. Listen to this. That God had the power to do what he promised. Not that you have the power to do it. Who cares how God's going to do it? I just know he will. What would it matter if you had to wait five years for it if you knew it was coming? And this is, as as I finish with this, the revelation God gave me was this, that changed, that really changed my heart, changed my life. He said, Sean, if I speak a word to you 
through my word. It's as good as me taking you three, four, five years into the future and showing you. He's like, if I took you in a vision and showed you the future of you owning a debt-free house in five years' time, Sean, you would come back and you would have no problem believing. But he's like, I'm telling you, my word is faithful and true. It'll always come to pass. When I tell you something, it is as good as taking you into the future and showing it. What will you do with that? Will you believe it? Will you trust it? Whose report will you believe? And I want to encourage you. It starts by putting it on our lips. Would you bow your heads, friends? Father, we just thank you for our time together this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your life. We thank you for your truth. Thank you for setting people free this morning from the things that entangle us from living in your best. Right now, just really quickly, if there's anyone here, say, Sean, I... I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know Jesus like you do. I, I, I've never given my life over and surrendered to Him. Then right now, I want to give you an opportunity to just say, Jesus, I need to get my life right with you. I need to give my, I need to surrender control to you. And if that's you, you've never done that, or you have a long time ago, but you know you're not right. Would you just raise your hand on the count of three? If that's you, whether young or old, makes no difference. I'm not going to embarrass you. just want to pray with you. Just say, Sean, I need Jesus. If that's you, one, two, three, just raise your hand all across this place. God bless you. I see your hand. That's awesome. Would there be anyone else this morning? Say, Sean, would you pray for me this morning? I need to get my life right with Jesus. That's awesome. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this precious one. Lord, we thank you that, God, you're a good and faithful God. Church, repeat this after me to say, Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you you paid a price for me so I could be free. I'm sorry for living without you. I, I receive your forgiveness. I hand over the keys of my life. I hand over the control of my heart to you, Jesus. Make me new. Come live in me. Give me new desires and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. Paul Lincoln, I am thrilled to be with you today. I, yes, I'm going to do that right now, actually. Tonight, I'm going to do a, uh, I'm going to be doing a parenting seminar called Winning with Kids. And there's going to be practical stuff here that will spiritually empower you to get through the, spiritually empower you to raise children according to the promises of God. Because I'm telling you, your best work on your best day will still not guarantee a good result. I've met, I've met nice people who've raised nice kids who've gone off the rails because it's not about your good effort. The Bible says, what does it profit? You know, if, unless the Lord builds it, you labor in vain. You want guaranteed results for your kids. The Bible teaches us how, and I'm going to teach you tonight how. It'll be fun. It'll be spiritually empowering. I tell you, do anything you can to be here. They're not even charging you to come. Okay, so I mean, they should they should charge you like a thousand dollars each to come. No, they shouldn't really. But you know, you know, the reason when we pay for things, we put more value on it, right? You put more value on something you pay, unless you've labored in prayer for something, you get breakthrough, you appreciate it. But if someone just walks up to you and just gives you money and you didn't expect it, you don't appreciate it as much as if you've labored for it. If if it's cost you something, I encourage you to come tonight. The devil wants you blind. He's going to bring up. I tell you, he's going to bring up things tonight. They're going to stop you from coming because he doesn't want you to hear the truth. I tell you, what I share with you tonight will break you. It will set you free in your parenting. I promise you it will set you free. 
There's going to be things, hindrances come in the way. That's why people come to church every three or four weeks, because they let stuff get in the way. Whereas if I told you we're going to give a million dollars to every person who comes to church every week this year, you'd all be here. You'd find a way. You'd find a way. you got to get over what happens, get it out of the way, and find a way to be here. I'm just telling you like it is, because the devil would sweet talk you and you, you don't need to do that. You don't need the promises of God. You don't want that. That's going to take time and effort because he's a jerk and he hates you. Wake up, Jesus, I want your promises. I want to be like Abraham. Abraham waited a long time for his son, but he didn't grow weak in faith. Stood in faith for it. Friends, you are somebody special to God. I'm excited for tonight. I'm believing today breakthrough happened in some people's heart. Revelation happened. Wow, I've got to put his word on my lips. I've been living by how I feel for way too long. It's so simple. Kids, you can do this. I, I, dare, I double, triple, quadruple dare you to forgive people that hurt you. I double dare you to go to school and say, I'm confident, I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I'm favored, and I'm blessed today. And when something goes wrong, you say, I'm still blessed. And when the teacher says we're doing a double lesson of spelling, you're like, I love school. Praise God. Even if you don't feel like it. Man, set you free. Church. I've got some resources and things like that out there. If you want to invest into your families and your kids, come and have a look. Thank you so much for having me, Port Lincoln. We love and appreciate you. God bless.